When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. All things Cleveland sports with your host, John Suchan. Hey, 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 and good evening and welcome to another edition of the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. This is your Saturday Night Live edition. It is a late evening on January 5th, 2024 of all. My, 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 time flies when you're having some fun. Uh, Let me get my tunes here playing. Uh, We got a little bit of a, what is this music called? We're calling this Intro to Space Music. Does it sound like space? I do not know. But it's a late night here in the Buckeye State. The Buckeye State, where the Cleveland Browns will be battling the Cincinnati Bengals tomorrow afternoon, 1 o'clock, down there in Cincinnati, the Battle of Ohio. The Browns will be resting many of their starters in this contest. The Cincinnati Bengals, um, they don't have a lot to be played for, but I... I'm imagine that they want to get this win uh, for the Battle of Ohio. Plus, I have Joe Nixon running back on my fantasy league team. We're in the my my one team's in the championship, so I'm kind of kind of hoping that Nixon Nixon plays. Um, we shall see. Hey, you've joined us here on the Fanatical Elves Network, part of the Fans First Sports Network. I um, I'm wearing my Cavs gear plus my my. Uh, Brownie the Elf hat. I was actually out and about at one of the stores locally around here this evening, and I had a Browns fan describe my hat as sexy. Yes, a sexy elf hat. Um, Don't know if you've ever had your hat uh, (laughs) described as a sexy uh, look, but caught caught me a little bit off guard. But Browns fans uh, are united. Browns fans are excited because the Browns are going to the playoffs. Now, the Pittsburgh Squealers played the Baltimore Ratbirds earlier this afternoon, and the Squealers and Mason Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer um, beat uh, the Ratbirds in a rather ugly affair. I didn't really pay much attention to it because I loathe both, both teams mightily. Pittsburgh escaped, and Mike Tomlin again continues to have his 
millionth season of of uh, over 500 records. It is impressive. I think it's what is 19 seasons now. He's he's a great coach. Uh, I I hate his football team. I don't don't care for him. Um, but it is impressive. So I do give some respect in that manner. But that's about it when it comes about giving respect to anybody in the AFC North, especially those squealers. Um, so the squealers have to get some help to get into the playoffs. They need Jacksonville to lose tomorrow to the Tennessee Titans. They also need the Buffalo Bills to lose to the Miami Dolphins over there in Miami tomorrow evening. So there's a lot going on, uh, including tonight's game between the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts and a game that's in Indy tonight. The Texans, however, are pretty much dominating this game. And look, it's if they win, they're in the playoff. And so look for them to be um, in the playoffs. C.J. Stroud opened the game. Former Buckeye quarterback for Ohio State in his rookie season is having an outstanding year. Threw a 75-yard bomb to Nico Collins, a former uh, player from that team from up north. I hate those players from the team up north. Um, So C.J. Stroud off to a hot start. The Colts just aren't very good. They got Gardner Minshew with his uh, dazzling mustache. Uh, at quarterback, and while a lot of people were predicting Indianapolis was going to get into the playoffs, uh, it does not look like they're going to do that tonight. Uh, so it'll be Houston probably getting that seven seed. So who's going to get the six seed? Well, this who gets the six seed is the loser of the Buffalo Miami game. So if that happens, um, well, and it depends also. There are, well, there's a couple other factors, like I just mentioned with Pittsburgh. So I'm going to hold off on that sixth seed uh, because I don't know every little detail there. But all I know is I don't want the squealers to make it into the playoffs. <laughs> and Houston, if they win tonight, will be in the playoffs somewhere. The Browns are locked in at the five seed. They will play the winner of the AFC South. So that could either be Houston, who's going to win tonight, or more like, or Jacksonville, if they take care of business and beat Tennessee. But you no, know, it's the NFL. Anything can happen. So we'll just see how it all pans out. Um, switching back to the Cavaliers, I just wanted to, you know, this is my Johnny Cleveland show. And, you know, we talk about the Browns. We also throw in a little bit of other news in Cleveland. It's funny, I write about the Cavaliers for King James Gospel. And I wrote an article for them, oh, probably about a week ago. And in the title of the article, basically, I had the word mediocre. That the Cavs, yeah, these Cavaliers that you're watching, are um, having a mediocre, a pedestrian kind of season. Well, I got a lot of blowback from a lot of idiot people out there who uh, don't read the articles. They just like to comment on the words that are used in the title. And then they describe thus articles, the articles that I take time to write as trash and as using other profanity laced words because they don't have the ability to read um, because they just don't care to because 
they troll and they're just that's what they do so it's too bad because if you read the article yes i did describe the season as pedestrian as mediocre and yes the cavaliers have been dealing with a, a handful a, many various injuries with the team including two stars darius garland and evan mobley and yes any team would would uh struggle if they are missing a couple of their best players their their starters but it's okay to call a season like the cavaliers are having uh, pedestrian. There are reasons for it to be pedestrian, but guess what, folks? It is a pedestrian, mediocre season. Um, I don't know how you else want to describe it, but I'm gonna guess that however you want to, you know, you're you're giving excuses for a team that's quite frankly just not doing very well. They've won some good games and recently. They've beaten some teams that they should win uh, and beat, including the Washington Wizards. I think they beat them two games in a row. But they stand at 20 wins and 15 losses, and they're seeded number eight in the NBA playoffs if they were to start today, which isn't bad. I'm pulling that up here, so let's see here. But again, it's not great. And so I'm not going to say it's a great season for the Cavaliers. I'm not even going to say it's a good season, considering that the Cavaliers have been to the postseason um, last year. They were the four seed and were considered um, a lock, going to beat the Knicks, and the Knicks took care of business and wiped them off the floor uh, before the series could even get started. So there was a, there have been high expectations for this team, especially because of a player like Donovan Mitchell coming in, and they have not done what they were asked to do. And then this year has carried over and they are just playing not the greatest. And yes, they have injuries, but those are excuses and you have to move forward. And this team is um, struggling. And if Cavs fans can't admit to that or um, see that the inconsistencies aren't always, yes, due to injuries. Um, what about the inconsistencies of the players, of the coach? J.B. Bickerstaff, I don't like his, his coaching. I don't like uh, agree with a lot of the way that he does uh, how he handles his basketball team. And I believe that that has a lot to do with why the Cavs are just a pedestrian, mediocre team. So all of you who like to trash articles, mine and others, just because of a headline or just because of, oh, this website um, you should spend some time, quality time, learning how to write. If you really want to be a journalist, then go ahead and take some classes, take some lessons, and learn how to write. And then you can write those great articles, and then hopefully other people won't trash them like you like to trash others. Just a word of advice out there. Um, so back to the Browns and the Bengals. We have the Battle of Ohio coming up tomorrow, and it's going to be... Um, Jeff Driscoll for the Brownies. Yes, that's right. Um, you probably didn't have him on your bingo card at the beginning of the Brown season. But Jeff Driscoll, the journeyman who has started, I think, what, nine games, I think, or 10 games. He's like one and eight, one and nine in starts. He has played for a variety of teams, including the Cincinnati Bengals, when he stepped in for Andy Dalton back in the 2018 season. He will be starting for the Cleveland Browns tomorrow down in Cincinnati. So get your popcorn, gather up. It's going to be a probably boring game, 
the Bengals will obviously, you know, want to get back and, and beat the Bengals or beat the Browns. They got humiliated when they came up here to Cleveland in week one. And so we'll see how it all plays out. The weather's going to be cold. I don't, it, you know, they're calling for flurries and some things, but nothing extraordinarily bad. And um, so hopefully we'll see a, a, a good game. Hopefully not a boring game like I'm predicting, but um, it doesn't have any influence on in where the Browns land in the playoffs. We already know that they're locked in at the five seed. So we'll talk more about this Bengals Browns series and spe- especially historically for those of you who don't know much about that series. We're going to pause for a quick break here on the Johnny Cleveland podcast, part of fans first sports network and the fanatical elves. We are back on the Johnny Cleveland podcast, part of the Fanatical Elves Network and Fans First Sports Network. I talked to this guy that uh, was uh, liked my hat earlier, um, my Brownie the Elf hat. He, um, Browns fan, described it as sexy. Um, I told him about our Fanatical Elves Network. And so if you're watching us right now on YouTube, or on the X, or on Facebook. Or tune in also to Apple and Spotify and iHeartRadio. We're there, folks. All you got to do is type in Cleveland Browns, and boom, the Fanatical Elves Network pops up. Or just type in Fanatical Elves, and it'll pop up as well. And then follow us, subscribe to us, and you'll never miss a show. We're trying to get some more stuff on YouTube. Um, I know a lot of you like to watch things and listen to things through YouTube. So we're going to try to do that more as we go into this um, new year. Uh, We've started this adventure um, back last April of 2023 and have grown by leaps and bounds because you guys are following us and you are spreading the word of of our podcasting network. So thank you so much. Start uh, tomorrow. The Browns will have, we'll have a pregame show coming up early about 1030 Eastern uh, 11, 11 o'clock Eastern in the morning. Uh, so tune in for that. I'll be there with Steve Gill and a few of our other contributors, hopefully um, here on the Fanatical L's. We got so many shows. Hopefully you watch some of them or listen to them. What the Elf Was That? The Browniacs, the Browns Breakdowns, uh, the Browns Blitz, Dog Pound South podcast, this Johnny Cleveland podcast, uh, the Oracle Speaks. So just Tune in. You can find what show you want to listen to. Maybe you prefer a certain guy uh, that has his podcast over another. Uh, hopefully, you, you like this Johnny Cleveland podcast. And uh, thank you. Um, so the Browns and the Bengals have actually p- started playing this series. You know, a lot of people don't know the, the complete history of, of the whole series, but it started because Paul Brown, who founded the... Um, the Browns uh, decided to go down to um, he created his own team um, in uh, Cincinnati. And it started back in the 19 in 1970, actually. Um, let me pull. I wasn't going to look at this. Here we go. So they started the series back in 1970. And from that start, the Browns dominated um, that first year. They, they won the first game uh, in Cleveland, 30-27. to 27. That was in October of 1970. 
the they the later on in the month of November they traveled down to Cincinnati and actually the Bengals won that game, but then the Browns run off a string of wins all the way through the 1973 season, and uh, so they were in the, the beginning of the series they were let's see one two three four five six they were seven wins and two losses so the first nine games they went seven and two. Um, in that series. So they were pretty much dominating that series. Then Cincinnati ran off a series of wins between 74, 75, back and forth, and really for a large chunk of time. And they really, it's been bouncing back and forth. If you look at, go back and look at all the different games, there's a stretch in the early 1990s that the uh, 92, 93, 94, 95, where the Browns really were dominating. They won, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight game in a row over between the 1993 season or the 92 season and the 95 season. Um, And then you bring it all the way up here. um, You currently look at where the Browns are and they, even though they got Joe Schmo down there in Cincinnati, the Browns are, let's see again, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. They are seven and one since 2018 yep i said that right if you did not know this the browns are seven well i'm sorry six one two three four five six they're six and one uh under stefanski oh wait a second nope i i read that wrong pardon they are even better one two three four five six seven eight they are nine they have won nine games and only lost two since the 2018 season. Under Kevin Stefanski, we've talked about this before on this show, and since the 2020 season arrived, he had won, Stefanski started out by winning five in a row over the Bengals, and their only loss, so Stefanski is one, two, three, four, five. He is six and one. He is six and one against the Bengals, since he started, the only loss was last Christmas when they lost down in Cincinnati 23 to 10. So he is again six and one in his career against the Bengals. That's not bad, folks. And he is in, we're in the swing where the Browns have really been dominated. And even before that, like I said, they had won three games before his entry. Um, so good for them. And will that trend continue? These are the sorts of things that we, you know, you look at. And so on one hand, you know, you think about this team, they're not going to have their starters. They're going to rest Joe Flacco and Amari Cooper and um, probably the running back, Jerome Ford, Pierre Strong, who a lot of people talk about and are more interested in to see what kind of back he is. He may get the bulk of carries uh, tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk more about that on our pregame show with Steve Gill. Um, I'm anxious to kind of see Pierre Strong. I'm a real proponent of his and think that he could do a lot more, and I'm hoping the Browns give him an opportunity. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty – I'll you know, I'm a Browns fan, you know, like you. Um, and this is the Johnny Cleveland Podcast, and we are pro-Cleveland. So, yes, I think the Browns are going to go out and they're going to win, even with their backups. Um, and uh, we'll see. Changing a little bit of a tune before we leave tonight, I did want to address just uh, Jim Schwartz. 
Jim Schwartz came out earlier this week, the defensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns, and did say that the ultimate goal for him is to get back to becoming a head coach, um, to strive to be at the top. He didn't specify being a head coach, but he said something to the effect of you're striving to be at the top of your game. And so a lot of people took that to mean like the dude's leaving Cleveland and it kind of surprised me. And I don't, you know, I'm just because, you know, he's not a young guy anymore. You know, I don't know exactly how old he is. I'm, uh, we could do a Wikipedia search, but he's older than I, and I'm in my mid fifties. So, um, you know, he's, I thought maybe he'd want to stick around, especially if the Browns have success and they, they've already been having success with him. Um, they get into the postseason. Let's say they get a win or two or three or get to that Super Bowl. Uh, but sounds to me and sounds like the people within the organization are planning on him possibly leaving. And that's, that's tough because... I seriously believe, and I'm like many of you, that this Browns defense had a lot of the same personnel a year ago and the year before that, but with uh, Jim's, uh, not Woods, um, what is Woods' first name? Uh, Jim Woods? No. Why can't I think of it? Anyway, um, prior to uh, Schwartz's arrival, you know, we were you know, good defense, but not great. And now it's become great. And so if we lose Schwartz, I, the radical, um, irrational Browns fan, uh, am a little worried again. Uh, hearing that, I was surprised he publicly came out and said that considering what a great ride this team has made under his coaching. Um I didn't like the timing of it. I mean, I know he's answering questions, but, you know, until the postseason gets through and the Browns, I just, I feel like it kind of puts a little um, damper on everything a bit, you know, knowing that this guy's still looking to go back to becoming a head coach. I'm not saying I I don't agree with, you know, if he wants to be a head coach, great, but I was hoping that he maybe was done with that. Uh, he wasn't very successful as a head coach, and maybe he wants to prove to other people that he can still be the head coach. Hey, head, being a head coach is tough, man. I, I, you know, I coach basketball, and uh, I'm a head coach at at the JV level uh, on a high school group, and you know, being a head coach at the varsity level. I mean, there's a lot of expectations, and you know, not the same thing. But then you look at you know, pro sports and college sports, and you look at these head coaches. There's a there's a ton of pressure on these guys. And you think about the NFL and Kevin's Kevin Stefanski and, you know, how they, how he has done and dealt with all these various things coming at him from player issues to um, the organizational issues. Uh, It's, it's really fascinating to see how some of these head coaches uh, can survive. And, you know, we talked about Mike Tomlin earlier with the Pittsburgh squealers. Um, That's it's impressive just because, I mean, he's lasted 19 seasons and the ups and downs uh, is, is crazy. And now Stefanski, what year four is steadying. He's steady Eddie and he's going to be brought back. He's going to get an extension. 
And um, that's good for the Browns organization. So I'm happy for that too. But this news with Jim Schwartz is uh, disheartening. And um, I wish him well wherever he lands after this season. Certainly doesn't sound like he, the way that he talked about it and the way other teams in the league look at him, I'm pretty sure he'll get swept up this offseason. So I'm hoping, crossing our fingers like you are, that this Browns team can get going through this postseason. And, uh, but we first got to play the Bungles tomorrow down in Cincinnati. So we'll see how that all goes. I appreciate you tuning in to the Johnny Cleveland podcast, the late Saturday Night Live episode. We'll be back in the morning with our pregame show leading up to the Browns playing the Bengals at one o'clock. And then we'll have our postgame show after. Take care, everybody. And remember to, that's right, keep smiling. <laughs>